Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, NLP trainer and change agent here, and you're listening to episode 90 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast designed to support entrepreneurial couples, people in business partnership, and anyone looking for more tips, tools, and strategies to add to the quality of your life. So welcome to today's episode. Episode 90 is entitled Disagreements in Relationship Part 2. Um, part one looked a little bit at negotiating the, the real kind of um, personality differences, the real differences in the ways that people show up, um, because there's so many variables um, that tend to impact the quality of our relationships, be that, um, uh, you know, uh, personality differences, be that um, what we're exposed to socially, um, you know, the influence of our family system is going to play a part in it. Um, the experiences we had in life, both good and bad, there are a lot of variables that really um, mean that, you know, we're going to bring some significant differences to the table in a partnership. And as long as uh, the couple is really committed to um, making the relationship a priority, this is a really you know, this is a really vital element. I'm, I'm willing to work for the relationship. I'm willing to compromise for the relationship. I'm willing to sacrifice for the relationship because when we sacrifice for the relationship rather than our partner, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a sacrifice at a bigger, it's a bigger picture sacrifice because it automatically infers that we're going to be included in the benefits of that, that particular choice. Cause the more, um, healthy the relationship, the more, um, the relationship gives me strength. Well, the more I benefit, the, the, you know, a healthy relationship really helps me to show up, uh, very, very, um, you, you know, it just gives me great support to show up in and put my best forward into the world to help me manage, you know, challenges and disappointments and tragedy when I can call upon the strength of my relationship and, you know, the wonderful team that myself and my partner make. Um, but again, much like we mentioned in the last episode, it's important to remember that uh, a healthy relationship does not mean a conflict-free relationship. And depending on what we saw in our family system, um, because not I have never in my uh, travels, both um, training groups, uh, you know, for businesses and also publicly, and then also working one-to-one with people from all works of life on uh, helping them get more about what they more of what they want out of their life. Um, I'm, I'm, I rarely come across anyone who, you know, got, got to really be exposed to healthy fight form, um, in relationships. You know, what we saw is a lot of yelling and screaming in our family system. And the one who yelled the loudest and the most aggressively and the most persistently was the one who won, or perhaps we never saw an argument. Mum and dad did it all behind closed doors, but you couldn't escape help, but escape, you know, the, the, the energetic tension, you, you, you know, but whenever you asked was something wrong, you were told, no, no, everything's fine, you know, so that doesn't help children. That doesn't help children to refine their radar and getting a, 
you know, we can't protect ourselves if if we, or it's certainly very difficult if we're not given some chance to, you know, dip our toe into some safe conflict and figure out what works and what doesn't. We're not, you know, we're not kept safe if we're shielded from everything. Um, in fact, that makes us stunningly vulnerable. But rather, if we're shown how to have a healthy disagreement and and what the core tenets of that are, then that, you know, because we're not going to avoid it. Um, there, there is definitely going to be, no matter what you do, and especially if you're doing something significant or you're working in a, in a high-demand team, then, um, uh, you, you know, friction and uh, conflict are, are just byproducts. So it's important to understand that healthy relationships are not conflict-free. And it doesn't matter what we fight about. What matters is how how we fight about it, you know, so that if I can disagree with you, but I know that when we do that, you're not going to, you know, low blow me or um, dominate and crush me or belittle me or dismiss me um, or attack me personally. We're going to stay on topic. We're going to moderate our emotionality and, you know, we're going to work through our differences. And ideally, if we do that well, what's going to happen is we're going to come away from that experience knowing a little more about each other rather than, you know, fuming with resentment and bitterness and and just wanting to extract revenge. So if we're talking about uh, healthy fight form, then we're looking at the specific flare-up or problem in front of us, but always in the back of our mind, we're looking to operate in a way that preserves the bigger picture, that preserves the relationship. How do I, how do we disagree here, but make sure that it doesn't, we don't do this in a way that's going to harm the relationship long-term? Because I might metaphorically win the battle, but lose the war. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best analogy for relationship, but never mind. There you go. Um, but again, when the priority is the relationship, not me scoring points over you or your, you scoring points over me, um, this tends to give us a much better platform to operate off. If I'm if I'm not looking to point score or um, show my intellectual prowess or um, you, you know muscle you down, so to speak, but rather my intention is that we find a way to move through the differences that we have, that we find workable compromise. Um, that I can come away with an even deeper level of understanding and respect for you. You know, these are much more healthy and effective premises to um, and aims to run um, long term. Um, because like I said, you know, we might be right in the moment, um, but in order to do that, we've created irreversible harm to, to the relationship and it's the beginning of the end because now, you know, we're... we're we're holding back on vital information. We're letting resentment build, which kills desire. Um, or, you know, because I'm so reticent to bring things up with you because I feel I'm not going to get heard um, or I'm going to be laughed at, dismissed or, or you know, kind of bullied um, uh, back into my, my place, so to speak, then I'm, I'm likely to sit on things and let them stew and build. And then what happens at some point is there, you know, the, the, the emotions, the negative emotions I'm trying to sit on metaphorically become too much and they, and they burst out so that when I finally speak up, I'm not, I I haven't picked my moment. I, um, I'm coming from a place of massive intensity and attachment. Um, and I'm, you know, my delivery, um, is not, anywhere near as effective and as eloquent as it could be. So we're also making sure 
that as quickly as possible. If something's bothering us, we're bringing it up. Um, and between the two of us, we can be okay to sort of say, look, um, I don't know how well I'm going to articulate this, but I feel like if I start talking about it, hopefully that will help me clarify my ideas. And I'm, and I'm hoping that you won't, you'll be able to hear me without jumping to premature defensiveness um, and, and over-personalizing this, you know, because sometimes the conflicts that we have um, and strong emotional reactions we have to certain events have nothing to do with, um, well, they do have something to do with the present, but, but the, if we're finding that we're, you know, almost disproportionately overly emotive to certain situations, then it's probably a cue that we have to look at the deeper meaning or the, or the drivers, you know, well, you know, I get really upset when people use a certain tone of voice, but actually where that stems from is, you know, um, something that used to happen in my, my childhood dynamic when talking to my parents, you, you know, because my partner's now done something that reminds me of an aspect that was um, unresolved from my childhood. You know? And, and so, you know, where that's triggered me to is, is into, you know, into attack or defensiveness or withdraw and shut down. And then we're not able to, to have a functional conversation to work through the particular space. So we're making sure, like I said, that, that as quickly as possible, we're having conversations. We're not letting them build uh, in emotional intensity um, where, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really worthwhile that you pick your timing, you know, make sure that neither you nor your partner is, is rushed. And you may have to, you know, temper, you might have a strong urge to get something off your chest, but it, for the sake of effectiveness and the relationship itself, you might have to, you know, just go, okay, I'll just have to hold on for that for a day or so. I know we can't talk now, but do we have time to sit down at nine o'clock tomorrow morning and, and, and kind of talk through this? Because it really means a lot to me. Um, and I'd like to give it its proper space, but I'd also like to give you the respect and the time so that you're in the best possible position to hear me too, you know. So we're, we're, we're making sure that we're stacking the deck in our favour. Um, I'm, I'm talking about things in as calm and detached manner as I possibly can, uh, whilst not minimising, you know, what I'm feeling about it. Um, we're creating the optimal amount of time to do that um, and ideally looking for spaces where we're both in the, in the best possible space. So again, this is where sometimes it's important to talk about the challenge, potential challenges of the relationship um, we're, we're stepping to that, not waiting for it to step to us. Um, so that in, in times of calm and, and times when things are going well and we're feeling very connected, you know, that, that those are the times to schedule in the difficult, potentially difficult conversations. You know, I think we've both got very different views about money. How do we schedule in a time to talk about that? Cause we don't want to be talking about it right in the moment where one of us has gone to the bank account and suddenly found out that the other is, you know, spent uh, a considerable a considerable amount without consulting us, and we felt that we were entitled to be consulted, and that was the saving, and da 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 da. da. You know, so the the more important the topic, the more important it is that you don't wait to be forced to have those conversations, but you instead step lean into them and embrace them and have them on your own terms. Um, is really you know, is it's still going to be difficult sometimes, but it's not going to be as difficult as if you're doing it off the back foot and in a, in a, in a space in time where you're both highly emotionally charged and you need to come to resolution fast. And that's really, really tricky because some things take time to resolve. Some things are going to take a series of conversations, but as long as we've got, as I say, you know, healthy conversation and confrontation form, then that's going to be okay. 
Um, I feel very comfortable and safe when I disagree with my partner. And we don't always see eye to eye, but given some time, we can work our way through to something, you know, for the sake of our relationship that that's workable for both of us. Um, and then when it, or at least something we think we can trial, and then we're happy to review it. And this is also where it becomes so important that we review our arguments. If we do have an exchange that really went um, went in a direction that neither of us wanted, that we're able to step away and look at our part in that and go, what, what, how did I contribute to that? Um, what, what was it that I missed or even I saw it, but I was just so keen to get this off my chest that I chose to ignore it and then things blew up in our faces. So, you know, we're able to sit with each other afterwards and have a... Um, a post-fight review for the purpose of getting better at disagreeing. And we're looking at it really like a skill. How, how do we as a couple, for the sacredness of our relationship, work on getting better at disagreeing um, and, and getting better at airing and um, our differences and, and seeking workable compromise? Um, because that is really going to be a work in progress. And as, as long as we've got that intent to get better and better at it and we're having regular conversations about it, then, you know, this is, uh, this is a valid use of some of your time in relationship. And then, of course, to keep the relationship as strong as possible, we're consistently, you know, we've got date night once a week. We've got our connection rituals that we do. Um, that help keep us strong. So in the moments where we find we're under a bit of pressure with each other, well, we've got a strong base to draw on um, because it gets harder if we're not really connecting, if we haven't been finding time for each other, if we're pulled from pillar to post with all our multiple distractions and we haven't been prioritising our relationship, then that is going to really drain both of us um, if if we haven't been prioritizing in that way and then suddenly the relationship is put under extra pressure. So prioritizing, finding the ways to connect, um, talking about, you know, and really knowing each other in terms of having discussions like, you know, how do you respond to deep disappointment? How, how do you respond when progress seems to be blocked? So that we have an idea of how our, you know, under stress, what does our partner tend to do? They know what we tend to do. And then we're talking about, well, how do we help each other? And then how do we create, while we have rituals of connection, let's say, you know, we always kiss each other goodbye in the morning when we leave. Um, we, we schedule time to ask each other about our day. You know, we even if it's 20 minutes where we just, you know, each day where we just simply focus on us without, you know, we put our phones away we and we just, you know, once again, you're my priority. Um, I, I, you know, um, and that we've got that date night once a week or whatever our connection rituals are. But we also have our rituals as a couple for overcoming and moving through adversity because we, we are going as a couple to move through different stages. And also as people, the person you've got into a relationship with is not going to be the same person that you're going to be in relationship with over, over time. People aren't static. They move and change. Life causes that um, as, as you know, we can plan as much as we like to be as stable as we possibly can, but, you know, life's full of absolute majesty and, and, and wonder and joy, but it's also full of tragedy and, and, and misfortune. And unless we've got, you know, we've talked about how as a couple we move through both of those sides. How do we optimize the joy and, and how do we resolve the challenges um, so that we can stick together as strong as possible? You know, the, these are things that are well worth discussing. You know, if we both come from 
difficult family systems, then okay, what what are we going to do when 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 some external, you know, we might be good, but our, you know, there might be a lot of drama going on in our family, and how we're going to approach that, you know? So there's how we're going to give enough time to each other's careers whilst also finding time for the relationship. Same if kids come along. There's lots of things to discuss that really, even if we're looking once a month to make a, have a relationship meeting, I mean, nobody would dream of running a business without having meetings and measurement standards for how the place is going and check-ins. Um, and yet somehow we think that just kind of hoping for the best in relationship, it's going to work out, uh, you know, a little bit of structure really helps to optimize the chance that the relationship is going to be successful. Um, and there's plenty of other things we can talk about too, um, as you know, this is a highly kind of complex uh, topic, but you know, like I said, if we've got a, if we really are prioritizing the relationship and we're willing to compromise for the relationship, we're willing to look at our side we're in, in dynamics between ourselves and our partner where things don't go well we're making sure we're speaking up as quickly as we can about things that bother us. We're creating the effect, you know, enough time to have a to have a have a significant conversation. We're not, you know, bringing up challenging topics while rushing out the door. Um, and then, like I said, that we that we are moving towards the potential challenges and coming up with strategies um, prior rather than figuring out when they hit is a big one. And like I said, above all. We're really, when we are disagreeing, we're really, really respectful of how we kind of do that. We're really working on getting better and better at our fight form um, for the sake of making sure that, you know, um, above all else, our relationship is preserved or given the best chance to be preserved and to flourish going forward. And like I said, remembering that even good relationships contain conflict and that's really okay. So, um as I said, big, big topic, um, but hopefully we've hit a few points in there to help you navigate. Um, if you aren't sort of doing some of these things already, then then certainly we would encourage you to uh, perhaps prioritise them um, and have those discussions with, with your partner when things are nice and peaceful and quiet. Um, well, well worth it, I think. Um, and a lot of literature tends to suggest that that is the most uh, preferable way to go. Um, and there's lots of resources out there too, but um, certainly thank you very much for uh, being with us on this episode. So as usual, if you've been following along the Sean Healy Tools journey uh, from the beginning or for some time now, as always, my profoundest gratitude. If you've just joined us, welcome. I hope you found have found the episode valuable. If you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find us. And we're also available on Stitcher and Podbean. Or you're welcome um, to visit us and the website, uh, the episodes are also available at the website, emergencetraining.com.au. Um, I really think, you know, what sets us apart from, from um, other species on the planet is our ability to... Um, you know, conceive of tools and to utilize tools, either actual kind of uh, concrete tools or conceptual ideas that we can use to advance our lives and, and make our lives better. And if we're doing that in a way that not only is promoting our life, but as we grow and flourish, it complements comp those around us and ideally even life itself, then that's a great thing. So, 
thank you as always for being with us on the episode um and uh, until next time bye for now